Episode 24 of Faith and Beliefs Refuted. I am your host, the Evangelical Norm. So today, David is going to talk about evidence for the Book of Mormon. I feel like I've done this video before. Maybe. So um, we're going to let him go ahead and do it. Um, I, I've watched the video once. Um, don't remember a whole lot of everything that he said. So this is going to be kind of reaction um, on the spot on the fly. Um, so I'm, well, we'll let him say what he has to say. And then I've got a few questions. So let's, uh, go ahead and get into it. Um, David and evidence for the book of Mormon, the book of Mormon, this is the book of Mormon tells the story of the complete annihilation and destruction of one of the many ancient civilizations of the Americas. Latter-day Saints believe the events contained in the book actually happened. So oftentimes, the first thing people ask when we talk about the Book of Mormon is, naturally, where's the archaeological evidence? I love the way they try to make it seem so ridiculous that you would even ask these questions. And, and, and it's, a con, it's like a, cons, a constant straw man or reductio ad, absur, ad absurdum. Um, just reduce it to the most ridiculous um, going on with their apologetics. So, just an observation. Either that or he really thinks he's funny. That's a tough question. One Book of Mormon civilization was utterly destroyed, and the other one was in a state of civil war by the end of the book. Obviously, we haven't found a rock with the word Mormon was here carved into it yet, but there have been plenty of findings worth mentioning. For example... The Book of Mormon's story begins in the Middle East. Researchers have found evidence of the location called Nahum at the beginning of the Book of Mormon, as well as evidence for the land Bountiful. Bountiful was an oasis described as having fresh water, a mountain, metal ore, trees, fruit, and honey. Such a place does exist. Did Joseph just get lucky? In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. A lot of those places exist. And Joseph Smith wasn't... And here's the thing. Joseph Smith wasn't stupid. Knowledge of the of the Middle East and the Promised Land was not um, unobtainable by anybody in the America in, in America in the Americas in America at the time. So I mean, research and so on could have gone into this. I, I, I don't know what how this this is some grand discovery. Um, here again, here's the thing. They have to make Joseph Smith out to be just some local yokel, um, just, you know, Gomer Pyle with a learning disorder is essentially what they make Joseph Smith out to be because it's so miraculous that he wrote a book, a novel. 
you know, J.K. Rowling, Stephen King, Dean Koontz, the names go on and on, C.S. Lewis, J.R.R. Tolkien, created entire worlds, uh, created, uh, in, you know, all these series, George Lucas, everything. I mean, all the thing, the Avengers, Stan Lee, created an entire universe. I'm, they they have to make these people out. Now, I'm not discounting the intelligence of any of these people because they're all smarter than me. Um, and Joseph probably was too. But the Mormon presentation of Joseph was that he was just absolutely stupid. Not very flattering to your prophet. But these things, I mean, Middle East ge- uh, archaeology and, and geography and so on was readily available to Joseph Smith in the 1830s. In terms of evidence from this side of the world, the Americas, there are a few unique challenges. We're no longer in the arid Middle East where it never rains and nothing grows. It wasn't until 2018 that researchers discovered tens of thousands of structures under the jungle vegetation in the Mayan reserve in Guatemala. A huge megalopolis had been right under their noses for hundreds of years, and now they're rethinking everything they thought they knew about that civilization. Now there's evidence of raised highways, domesticated animals, advanced warfare, and defense systems. Coincidentally, the Book of Mormon talks about each of those things. I'm not saying the Mayans were Nephites or Lamanites, but I am saying that it would be unwise... Actually, yes, you are. You're literally making that assumption by claiming this as evidence for the Book of Mormon. I mean, it's right there. You're, you're making that claim. And then you're turning around and saying, well, I'm not making that claim. This is what you do. This is, this is how LDS apologetics works. They're constantly saying, well, this could be, but I'm not really saying that. ...of us to assume we've discovered everything there is to discover. That is obviously far from the truth. Some critics attempt to disprove the Book of Mormon because of supposed anachronisms in the text, or things the book mentions that, as far as we know, didn't exist at that time or in that part of the world. Things in the Book of Mormon like the use of cement, existence of steel, sheep, goats, cattle, horses, silk, and several other things. Over time, research has either challenged or debunked all of those claims. And I'm no. No, you need to you need to throw out some absolute examples because none of those claims as far as I know have been debunked. I'm confident that as time goes on, those that haven't been challenged will be. Just got to be patient. Sometimes patience is the key to victory. That said, textual evidence supporting the authenticity of the Book of Mormon really is incredible. Some of the most interesting factoids have to do with Hebraisms. If the Book of Mormon was written in a variation of Hebrew, you'd expect some of those unique Hebraisms to show up in the English translation. And guess what? They do. Guess what? Most of it was plagiarized from the Book of Isaiah and the King James Version of the Bible. 25,000 words verbatim taken from different places in the, in the Old and New Testament. So yeah... I would expect to find the things that I find in the Bible, I would expect to find them in the Book of Mormon because they were yanked straight from the pages of the Bible. There's chiasmus, prophetic lament, possessive nouns, if and conditionals, Hebrew idioms and phraseology, and dozens of other terms that'll make you sound smart at social gatherings. Check out the link. 
and they were all stolen from the King James Bible. In the description and just dip your toes into this stuff. There's no way Joseph is making this stuff up. And if he is, part of me is just like... I'm not even mad. That's amazing. And we did, did you catch that? Did you catch that? Well, you know, I don't care if you can give me evidence that Joseph Smith made this stuff up. I don't care. That's pretty crazy. But you're, you're not so impressed that J.K. Rowling did the same thing. Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, C.S. Lewis, all did the same thing, created entire worlds and, and, and storylines throughout these worlds and ongoing and ongoing and ongoing. Amazing stuff. But you're willing to suspend um, evidence and claim that it's all true from Joseph, but yet just smirk at the uh, the amazing abilities of these other fiction writers. We haven't even mentioned the book's complexity. More than 150 named, geographically consistent locations, effective monetary system, realistic ancient battle scenarios, legitimate legal cases, and plenty of other elements that are sewn together seamlessly throughout the book. Okay, again, he does what he always does, and he just strung together a, a bunch of evidences that have no support. And, uh, you know, okay, a bunch of names. I can make up names, too. Um, you know, I've, I've heard people make up names on the fly. Uh, listening to a, uh, one of the cultish podcasts the other day, Jeff Durbin did it. Um, and so... Yeah, I mean, names names can be made up. You know, the the claim that uh, you would have to be a genius to make up the amount of names that Joseph made up, I don't know that that's actually, actually accurate. I can sit down over a 24-hour period and make up a bunch of names just by changing names, and I'm going to get to an example of that here in just a couple of seconds when, as we finish up with David, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move over into some other things. But legitimate court cases, how do we know? How do we know that they're legitimate court cases? How do we know that they're accurate uh, ancient battle scenarios? I mean, it just, uh, you know, you just threw out a bunch of stuff there, but didn't really give me anything. So. Also, repeated stylometric analysis strongly suggests that the book, as it claims, was written by multiple authors, each with their own unique writing style. Because it was plagiarized from multiple sources. Now take all of that and so much more and ask yourself, how did an uneducated farmer in his early 20s dictate this 531-page book in front of witnesses with no notes or reference materials, without substantial revisions, for hours on end with his face in a hat in about 74 working days? Well, I don't know. How long did it take some of these other uh, authors to write their books? And... Uh, I mean, he didn't, and here's the thing, he didn't have to write it down. He just had to dictate it with his face in a hat. Let that sink in for a minute. Just let the ridiculousness of that sink in for a minute. Joseph Smith put a stone in a hat and put his face in the stone, in the hat. And then supposedly parchment showed up and the words that were supposed to be written down were there and they didn't disappear until they were written down correctly. But yet now there's been 3,000, over 3,000 changes made to this book that was supposedly so miraculously translated. 
the ridiculousness abounds. Even the people who believe it's all a lie can't agree on how Joseph did it. But at the end of the day, just like any other religion, we can't scientifically prove that everything in the Book of Mormon actually happened. In much the same way, the rest of Christianity can't prove that Moses split the Red Sea. That, that, that was a statement, and it, it just took me a second to, to wrap my head around the statement. Yeah, the people who disagree and who who challenge the veracity of the Book of Mormon, you know, we don't all agree on how he did it, but we don't care. The fact of the matter is, he did it somehow, and it's false. So whether or not we can agree on how he did it, I don't care how he did it. I mean, there are plenty of evidences of, of plagiarism and so on, but it, it's not a matter of how he did it. I mean, I'm not impressed. Again, hundreds and thousands of people have written novels and fiction, and some better than others, and most better than Joseph. You know, I don't even like Harry Potter, and I will, I will herald J.K. Rowling as a brilliant author, because she is. I don't like her books, but she's brilliant. And all the other people who have, who have created the, these worlds within worlds where they create their, their, their art and, and give us this, these entertaining stories, you know? And, and I, so I don't care how Joseph did it, but I know that he did it and he, and, and he did it poorly or that Noah built an ark, or that Christ was resurrected. Without deferring to the circular argument, the Bible is true because the Bible says so, how do we know the Bible isn't just historical fiction? We don't even know who wrote a lot of the Bible. Ultimately, religious people take some things on faith. And that's... And there you go. And that's, again, exactly what he did with the thing about the prophets. You cast doubt upon the biblical prophets, and you cast doubt upon the Bible. You cast doubt upon the very word of God. And then you can go, well, yeah, because ours doesn't doesn't hold up to the evidences and the scrutiny, but I don't even know how yours can. But the Bible does. Thousands of years that this has been around and people have been trying to prove it wrong and they can't because there's plenty of evidence for it. There is tons of evidence supporting the, the things that are in the Bible. We, we have and, and the fact of, you know, extra biblical sources that support it as well. We have zero. We have... 25 over 25,000 manuscripts of the of the Bible over 25,000 how many do we have of the Book of Mormon oh yeah they the the only one only manuscript was taken to heaven again the ridiculousness of the statement in and of itself should cause people to flee from this book fine thankfully what Christ asks of us is faith Every Christian religion is ultimately built on faith founded in the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. If evidence is what matters to you, then there's ample evidence available for reasonable people to believe in the Book of Mormon. No, there's not. The problem is, is I mean, you can give all these evidences, but the fact of the matter is, is there's mountains of evidence piled against it, proving it to be false. And that's where we have to look. You can, you can fabricate whatever you want, and maybe this is and maybe it isn't, and every little bit of evidence that you've given so far is circumstantial. But the, the issues of the anachronisms and the plagiarism and, and so on are blindingly evident. 
that I don't think that made much sense, but, um, they're there, they're smack in your face. The evidence is that it is not true. And so here's what I've said multiple times, you know, okay, we can take something on faith. If we have something that doesn't have evidence for it, but we want to believe it, we can take that on faith, but, and, and we can call that faith. But if you're going to believe in something when the evidence is mounted against it, that's not faith. That's folly. You know, it's, it's like Dan Brown's books, uh, the Robert Langdon books, the Da Vinci Code, and so on. You know, he gives all these things and makes these audacious claims in the beginnings of some of those books, the Da Vinci Code specifically, and it doesn't, doesn't hold up. And, but he made claims that this is all, except for the characters that were going on, all the hist- history and archaeology and everything else and um, architecture and so on was false. And within the first 20 pages, there are tons of things that, that fall short of that claim. There's evidence piled against it, so it can't be true. The Priory of Sion never existed, and neither did Zarahemla, because the evidence mounted against it is is huge and it's folly to continue to follow after that or not but good people can disagree same is true for the bible but as always we invite those seeking to learn to read the book of mormon ponder and think about what you've read and then ask god in the name of christ if it is what it claims to be ultimately we believe a testimony of scripture whether the book of mormon or the bible should come from god check out the links below there's Okay, so again, the burning in the bosom. But here's the thing, David. Here's the problem with that. So I pray. I've read the Book of Mormon. I prayed about it. And back in the day, I received a testimony that it was true. And then I found the evidence that it was false. So now if I were to pray about it, the Holy Spirit is is uh, manifesting to me that this book is false. So now we have a problem. You get a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. You get this this evidence that it's true through the Holy Spirit. I get that it's false. What about the thousands and thousands of people who pray about it and never receive a testimony? You know, here here's my question for you. Over in Great Britain, there's a guy named uh, Matthew Gill who supposedly re- received revelation and plates and, and so on, or scrolls, of another book. The book of Jeronek. This is a further testimony of Jesus Christ and a record of the former inhabitants of the British Isles. Now, here's the thing that I was saying about names. The guy, the names in this book, it's Jeronek and Aranek and Maranek and Garanek. I mean, it's all just, it, I mean, so many of them are just variations of the same name. And that's what Joseph did. I mean, it, you can take names and you can flip-flop letters and then you can come up with names like Zelf and, and stuff like that, you know. But this guy did it. And I, I want to, and you know, and here he claims to be, he claims to be a prophet. He, he's claiming to prophetic um, knowledge and, and he, he claims to be the prophet. This is him. This is, this is Matthew Gill who wrote the book of Jeronek and, uh, let me get back to that. Wrote the book of Jeronek. So my question is, will you be willing to read and pray about this and see if 
maybe Matthew Gill is a prophet that you should be following. Maybe the book of Jeronic is a, is a true um, testimony. He claims that the book of Mormon is true. He, he's your brother that believes the Book of Mormon has a testimony of the Book of Mormon, but he claims that he's received more books. And you're, and the Mormons have always said there might be more books out here. Why are why why is nobody following this guy as a prophet? Why is nobody following and praying about the Book of Jeronic? I mean, day after day after day, well, not so much anymore. But I have been asked to pray about this book. I've been I've been asked to read and pray about it. But I don't. Why aren't you reading and praying about the Book of Jeronic? It sounds like a, a reasonable question to me, but you don't. No, but no Mormon that I've ever talked to, and I have brought this up, is willing to. They've all immediately discounted Matthew Gill as a false prophet without ever looking at or reading any of his stuff. But yet you expect anyone else to just fall in line with the Book of Mormon. There's, there, there's a problem there. And I leave you with that challenge. I leave you with that. And I hope that, again, if you, are, if you are Mormon and you are watching this video, I beg you to go look at Utah Lighthouse Ministries. Look at the things that, that James White has written. Look at the things that um, other, other ministries, Bill McKeever and Matt Slick, go to karm.org and look at the, the art, the plethora of articles that Matt Slick has uh, on the topic of Mormonism and archaeology and history and, and evidences and so on and look at the evidence that is piled up against the Book of Mormon and then it establish whether or not you truly believe in the book and if you're not Mormon if, if, you, if you're my brother in Christ and brother or sister in Christ you're watching this then I leave you with what I leave you with every time as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They are necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.